Kirk, thank you for talking with me today about the property tax in North Carolina. Can you tell our listeners whether there's anything unique about North Carolina taxing property? Well, most local governments require some revenue source. And since the 1930s, local governments in our state have grown to rely on property taxes more and more heavily. The property tax is really a tax on the property. It's on the value of the property. It's not on the person. And that tax provides the bulk of the revenue needed for vital local government functions and services, such as police and fire protection, schools, roads, parks and libraries. And the idea that some states don't have property taxes, that would really be the exception more than the norm. All 100 counties in North Carolina have a property tax. Kirk, who oversees the uh, property tax administration at the local level? The state law requires that counties appoint an assessor in each county just to oversee the property tax in that county. They're in charge legally of the property tax. So property taxes are the most common method of funding local governments in our country. Say a little bit more about what property we tax. Really, our law is set up more to address what we don't tax rather than what we do tax. And and let me explain. Our law states that all property, real and personal property, is taxable unless it's been exempted. And exempted in here means that it's not a part of the tax base. So the general rule is that all real property is taxable. That means land and buildings. Also, motor vehicles are taxable, machinery and equipment that's used by a business, along with all other personal property that's owned by a business. When I say personal property, I mean everything except land and buildings. I mentioned the word exemption. So some of the common exemptions are property owned by the government, some personal property that's not used in connection with a business, The most common or the biggest groups are household furnishings and clothing. There are exemptions for specific owners that are also using the property in specific ways. An example of that is property uh, of religious and educational ownership and use. Two separate exemptions there, religious being one, educational being another one. Another one that a lot of citizens ask about that I should mention is there's a partial exemption of up to 50% for elderly and disabled qualifiers, but there is an income requirement there. So as we continue to talk about this, we can get in the weeds very quickly. You know, the question would be, well, what is elderly? What is disabled? What is the income? And all of those are administered by the assessor. Another one of those weeds that we can get in quickly that uh, a newly elected official might be asked about are nonprofit owners. Commonly, nonprofit owners are referred to as a 501c3 company. And, and they, while might be exempt for federal tax purposes or even state income tax purposes, that statute, 501c3, does not apply to property taxes. So that nonprofit ownership might be one qualification, but there are others. So to account for the complexity of these statutes, North Carolina law also requires the assessor to complete courses and take continuing education administered by the North Carolina Department of Revenue and the School of Government. 
Another thing important to know about the assessor is the assessor does not raise or lower taxes. The assessor's job is to report what is really happening out in the market. We equate that out in the market phrase to market value. Explain a little bit more about market value. That's a phrase that's used a lot in the real estate world, but how does that apply to the local government property tax? So what's happening to the market value of taxable property in the county? The assessor and the assessor staff keep their finger on the pulse of the market value very carefully. The assessor doesn't control the market. That's another misconception sometimes is that the assessor raised my value. Well, the assessor uh, doesn't make values go up or down in the county or within areas of the county. Value changes uh, and increases are based on the market. Potential buyers and sellers believe that properties are worth something and that worth is reflected in sales prices. So assessors really are interested in what does buyers and sellers believe property is worth as evidenced with sales prices. And that helps guide them in determining what the assessed value is. Kirk, sometimes elected officials will hear from constituents that their property values have gone up 50 or 60 percent. What would you say to that? Why would values go up? Yes, I hear that, that concern from taxpayers often. And in reality, assessed value may have gone up 60% since the last reappraisal. We need to touch on that. North Carolina law requires that real property, and again, that's land and homes and other buildings, that real property must be appraised at its fair market value at least once every eight years. So if we think about the scenario of values going up 60% in one year, if a county did not do a reappraisal since eight years ago, it may just be that when that value went up 60%, it was over the last eight years. The assessor then is required to recognize what happened in the market since that last reappraisal. When values go up a lot, like 60%, Values can change a lot in eight years. Values in North Carolina in recent years have been increasing substantially. That's a long time in between reappraisals for taxpayers. So taxpayers tend to forget or not be as familiar with the reappraisal process, and that's not really good. Eight years can be a long time. Yes, eight years really is a long time. I understand that just by looking at the value of the house I live in, how much it's changed in eight years. Is there anything that prohibits a local government from doing their revaluation more frequently? So the, the current trend is going towards a four-year reappraisal cycle. Key words in property taxes are the phrase fair and equitable, and more frequent reappraisal is needed to redistribute that property tax burden so we have these local real estate markets within each county shifting and changing. We have areas within a county that experience market value changes in varying degrees and directions. Some values go up within a county at the same time when some go down. And we have our overall North Carolina trend of values going up, but we know that that doesn't happen for every county at the same rate. 
and within each county we have pockets of real property that go up dramatically while others might even go down during a period of economic growth. Assessors, again, they recognize those changes during a reappraisal. They adjust those values so properties bear their fair share of the tax burden after a reappraisal. Another really important reason for more frequent reappraisal. Without reappraisal, areas of the county that increase most in value would not pay more in tax in relation to other areas of the county. Compare those owners that have property values that have increased the most with areas in your county that have actually decreased since the last reappraisal. Wouldn't it be more fair to adjust that more frequently than to wait until those changes are even more dramatic? So reappraisal at least every four years is generally seen as the right move by the school government, by the North Carolina Department of Revenue, and assessment professionals nationwide. Does reappraisal always result in a tax increase to the homeowner? It's really important to remember that a reappraisal does not increase property taxes. The assessor does not raise or lower taxes. The assessor reports what is happening in, to the value of taxable property in their jurisdiction. And he or she establishes from what they see happening in the market something called the assessed value. And that process is required at each reappraisal. Let me give you an example. The county revenue needs from the property tax are determined by the county commissioners. If those needs don't change, the tax rate will stay the same if total property values stay the same. One year to the next, the needs don't change, then the tax rate doesn't change. But after a reappraisal, if the total of the new values increases, and that would be common during an economic period of growth, then the property tax rate, which is set by the commissioners, can be lower in order to collect the same property tax revenue as the previous year. This sounds like you're getting into the revenue neutral issue. Kirk, say something more about that revenue neutral tax rate. So North Carolina law requires county to publish a revenue neutral tax rate. The intent of that rate is to show what the rate would be if the reappraisal had not occurred. To collect the same amount of property tax overall as the previous year in a jurisdiction, some individual bills can go up while some can go down after a reappraisal. And that can happen even with an overall rate decrease. So let's say that the jurisdiction wants to have the same revenue coming from property taxes and we've had a reappraisal. And let's say the values in general for the whole county have gone up and the, the amount of revenue needed from property tax stays the same. That means that the commissioners get to lower the tax rate. Even if all individual values increase, some are going to increase more than others. So some bill amounts will still decrease. What happens if a citizen doesn't agree with the value that's been ascribed to their property, Kirk? Is there an appeals process? There is a set appeal process that starts with the local assessor. 
one of the benefits of property tax is, is it being a local tax. There's somebody right there that's in charge and somebody right there to talk to locally. And that's different from a lot of the other taxes that we have to pay as citizens. So it's a more informal process. You've got somebody there local that's in charge. You don't have to have an attorney to go talk to the assessor. There should be someone there in the county to assist with that process. And it works pretty well in North Carolina, I think. It actually works very well. If we can't find a resolution, we can't find a, a, a common ground in the difference of value, then from the assessor's level, there is a board of equalization and review. And they are citizens selected by the county commissioners to hear just those appeals of value that come from the assessor's office. Some county boards hear those uh, appeals themselves, but this board meets every year. Before a reappraisal year, the county does a lot of preparation for a reappraisal. One of the preparatory items is called a schedule of values. It's a document that is required by law. And that document sets the schedules and the standards and the rules that are to be used during the reappraisal. The schedule is open to public inspection. It's open to appeal prior to its adoption as well. So there are several levels of, of, of appeal. It's a transparent process. One last question. Is there any reason why a person's property value would change between reappraisals? There are reasons why a property might change values. Keep in mind when we talk about normal economic changes and normal shifts in value just because there's a hot area in the county or maybe a declining area of property values in another area, if it's just a normal economic shift, those are not legal reasons for values to change in between reappraisals. It can only be made as of January 1 of the date of the reappraisal. The law says it must be changed, increased or decreased, for a change due to a clerical error. If there's something on the face of the document that the assessor's office can recognize where they, there was a, a 1,000, but it was transcribed from another document or source where it was actually 100, then that's certainly something that can be changed. That's called a clerical error, and our, our law supports that change. Also, we mentioned in the last question about a county's schedule of values. If that document that was approved by the commissioners was misapplied, then that allows for a change in value. Here's a couple of others that are more frequently done, and that is an increase or a decrease in value resulting from a physical change to the property. So an example of that would be, I added another bedroom. That means that the assessor's office is allowed to uh, pick up that additional value as of the following January 1, even if it's not a reappraisal year. The opposite is true, a decrease in value. Let's say there's damage to property from a hurricane or otherwise, if there is damage to the property that is still there on January 1 of non-reappraisal year, then the assessor must recognize that change too. So physical changes, both positive and negative, must be recognized in any year. Also a legally permitted use. Sometimes we see the zoning changes and that's a good example of a legally permitted use. So in closing, I wanted to share a few important resources um, for other questions about property taxes that you might get. Number one, without a doubt, is your county assessor. 
he or she is the person that has been appointed by law and has been educated by the Department of Revenue as required by law to be in charge of the property taxes and administer all of the, the North Carolina laws that, that govern property taxes and assessment. So the county assessor is a fantastic resource. The second resource, the North Carolina Department of Revenue, the local government division. So on the main website for the North Carolina Department of Revenue, on that front page, you'll see a, a large division being devoted to local government. Great resource for you. They are in charge with both general and specific supervision over the property tax for all 100 counties. And the School of Government. Two blog resources that are available. Coates Cannons is a legal blog and Chris McLaughlin is a faculty member that posts legal issues about property taxes on the Coates Cannons blog. Death and Taxes is a uh, blog that concerns more of the appraisal issues as opposed to the legal issues. And finally, we have a faculty member at the School of Government. Her name is Margaret Henderson. She has recently been working with local governments and specifically with the tax office because property tax appraisers and assessors touch every property in a county that, that property tax officials can help recognize the indicators of human trafficking. So please take time to go to the School of Government's website, go to the search field and search for human trafficking and, and let's all help recognize indicators of human trafficking. We can impact our citizens' lives in the most vital way.